Hey everyone, it's Lauren and Mark. Welcome to another edition of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. We have some great stuff in store. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, Loose Lug Nation. Welcome to episode number 51 of the Loose Slugs Racing Podcast. Mark, when I think of the number 51, I naturally think about Kyle Busch right away. Uh, also, I think about uh, Steve and Jared Apel down at Slinger. Um, Justin Elgire has the most starts in the Cup Series under the number 51. Who do you think of? How about Larry Rago out there at WIR in a quarter mile? He runs around down there and... Uh... Um, what about Dennis Vogel back in the day in the Artco ASA days? He wasn't a field filler. He was better than that. He showed up at all the all of the uh, events. And uh, Stephen Nassie, who we just saw over here at uh, Winchester that we're driving back from as we speak, uh, coming back from that awesome event over there in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> it... Uh... It's a long trip, but it's worth it. I'll we'll say that. We'll get into the Winchester 400 weekend weekend in a little bit here, but let's first start talk about Oktoberfest race weekend up in Lacrosse. That was last weekend. That is a bucket list item as well. Yeah, yeah. If you're a race fan in Wisconsin, you've got to go to that place at least once. You got to go there, and uh, they have all kinds of things that go on there, and just awesome racing, man excellent facility and all weekend long the racing is tremendous uh thursday night unfortunately got washed out when i think about the thursday night there's super late model races going on but that double o race for me is something special i don't know what it is about it there's a lot of excitement obviously with it but the double o race sticks out in my mind for thursday night anytime on them quarter mile cars they really get on it i mean they're very aggressive out there um kind of interesting when they uh, come on to the half mile, and then <laughs> and then you dive down and down into low into the one, and then come up over on the back stretch there. And it's kind of a unique quarter mile, and uh, puts on a good show for racing. For sure. Well, Friday night, then the big show was the original Dick Trickle '99. Ty Majeski holds off Casey Johnson and Dan Fredrickson, who were both right there. Every point matters in the three segments. Every position matters. You got comers and going goers. It's a really exciting race. Uh, Ty ended up winning the first segment there. The second segment was won by Dalton Zier, who had to fight traffic a little bit in segment one. And the third segment was won by Johnny Sauter, who fought his own battles earlier in the in the two segments as well. On the first one, you know, Ty Majeski uh, broke the track record with 18, what, 405? all-time super late model record out there so that made that one he, he led all the laps uh he fended off all the the fighters behind him to get that <clears throat> um how about uh the third series the third one i think of when johnny Sauter won uh chris weinkoff in that beautiful number 75 car that was kind of a, a shiny chrome and depends how the sun shined on it changed it from pink to blue to purple and it was just a unique per, uh, paint job on there i give him the best looking car uh didn't run it on sunday though but uh 
beautiful car. All in all, that, that 99, that Trickle 99 deal is, uh, um, you know, every, every position matters, man. That's what makes everybody aggressive. And the 33 laps is just perfect. You know, it's three, like, three features, right, in, all in one in one night, man. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said earlier, you got comers and goers and people trying to get to the front as fast as they can. Like you said and I said earlier, every position is crucial in that. It's a great event. Uh, Friday night may be the most exciting of them all with uh, all those three segments running there and every position mattering. Man, and the crowd was, man, there was a crowd there this year. You know, um, by the time we got to Sunday, it was standing room only, man. There was good, good people crowd there. That was good stuff. Saturday, of course, then we have the Big 8 late models. They always put on a good show as well. The early portion of the race was led by Michael Bilderback. He ended up fading back a few positions. The Big 8 race was won by Jacob Gady, who earlier in the day with the moisture on the track didn't get all four tires down in the dry, slides up and actually rides the wall a little bit. They fixed that car just in time for qualifying, and he goes on to win the race. Incredible job by he and that crew. Yeah, if you heard our uh, interview with him, you know, it sounded like they had about 30 minutes to spare to uh, get that car back together, and they put all parts and pieces on it. And then it got really weird with the fog, dude. <laughs> this fog come rolling up, you know, the, uh, the Mississippi Valley and rolled over the trees. And we were standing in the middle of the pits, and we couldn't see the billboards or the or the uh, grandstand. If that race would have been like 10, 15 minutes later, they would have had to stop the race because we, we couldn't see. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was it was the car stopped and the fog filled in. I think maybe the cars had something to do with that fog lifting just a little bit, but uh, you know, if that race goes longer by 15 minutes or so, it's uh, we're in trouble. Yeah, we stood down on in turn two, you know, and we were uh, checking out different angles. We were in turn three, for the trickle 99 watching Johnny Sauter in that last race just absolutely flying into that corner. You know, we've, we've watched races on the back stretch or even in turn three at Kakana, and uh, you know, we think that's very impressive, but after seeing what we saw at Lacrosse when they're flying into the corner there, uh, like yikes, and then uh, we'll talk about Winchester, which even tops that, but um, yeah, we were trying all kinds of different angles of finding different places to watch the race uh, on the infield, you know. We uh, don't do that very much, so we kind of emphasized on being there. Yeah, it was uh, unbelievable how deep those cars are driving in and, and all that stuff. It was cool being in the pits on Saturday as well for the Big 8s, being out of turn 2. A lot of action over there. That's a really tight corner uh, when you dive into one. It also it gets tight and there's not much room to be given there and then the banking is kind of weird we noticed that as well where it also pitches pitches up a little bit about halfway through and if you straddle that i gotta imagine that the uh back end gets gets a little light there as soon as you straddle it if you don't hit it right yeah that's for sure hey i i've never seen so many cars that had their noses out underneath other people's bumpers unbelievable just a jaw dropping like did you see that yeah, but they make it work, man. They, they just like dancing out there. They make it work. Yeah, finishing behind uh, Jacob Gady was Zach Riddle, who runs well. Uh, we've seen him down at Madison and also down uh, at the Dells and Slinger. 
uh, he runs uh, well everywhere too. And he, I tell you what, if that race was about three to five laps longer, he could have been the guy who wins that race. He got tied up in traffic halfway through that race. And then finally when he broke free, um, yeah, he could have caught Gady. I don't know if he'd been able to pass him, but he would have made a race out of her. Yeah, Builderback fell back a little bit. You know, you have Driver X. There's such a competitive field in the big eight late models. You know, talking back on Jacob Gady, who won that race, he had some trouble with the super late model that day as well. Something went awry in it. I think it was a motor issue. And that, he was going to try to do the double there, run the uh, big late and super late. But unfortunately, he wasn't able to do that. So it was just a long day. And that win capped off the day for him in, in at least positive fashion. You know, they have a long day, so then here he wins the race, right? And then they got to pull the transmission out. I guess they wanted to check maybe the second gear ring or something like that. So they all got to scramble. First off, they were parked in the grass, so then the official wants them on blacktop. So then they push it, and the fog's coming in. It's misty. And so then they crawl underneath there, and then they pull the transmission all apart. And, you know, it's not only just winning a race and... Uh, having a beer and celebrating, but then here you got to tear the bottom of your engine apart and your transmission, and <laughs> this is makes a day longer, but uh, uh, he was uh, quite happy, you know, so um, good stuff. Yeah, we were disappointed that he popped the motor and he couldn't run on Sunday. Yeah. The Midwest Truck Series also on Saturday, Mark. I'll tell you what, the Midwest Truck Series puts on a hell of a show. Uh, a lot of excitement early on. Yeah, their series always runs runs good you know when they're around uh, they're worth uh, they're worth the show you ought to watch them there's a lot of talent in that series absolutely well like i said there was a lot of uh, action early on unfortunately a big wreck over in turn three yeah what what was that the 12 or 21 one one of them uh, was up on top of the wall and and they, they called it the big one we uh we actually slid out and uh and uh, went back to the camper real quick. We had to get some warmer clothes on. <laughs> it got a little bit nippy, so we took a break so we could go down to the pits and catch the uh, big eight race. So, but by the time we got back, we uh, we heard that uh, James Swan he ended up having a tire go down, and he was fighting for the championship. And he uh, ended up starting in the back and had to fight his way back through that race. Yeah, being the point leader, that's not what you want to see, especially early on, um, trying to take care of yourself to get through that field and uh, you're going for the championship you know so uh, unfortunately he didn't he got a little bit further up for the field but not too much Chester Ace and Cody Hubred have one heck of a battle to the finish Hubred actually led there early on and Chester Ace got by him but he didn't let Chester Ace get too far but Chester Ace holds on over Cody Hubred and Tristan Swanson yeah we were at a different angle there by the time we got back to that we were standing at the pit entrance over in turn four, and uh, we definitely were <laughs> plugging our ears. They were rather loud out there on the hammer coming off of four there. Oh, yeah, they're on it there. And, uh, you know, now Tristan Swanson with his third-place finish is actually going to take a nine-point lead over James Swan, who has a four-race winning streak into the following weekend coming up here. So a very interesting point battle going on. Yep, that's uh, one division that didn't get settled yet. They're going to settle that at the Dells this Saturday night. Yeah, and uh, congratulations to Chester Ace, Cody Hubred, and Tristan Swanson on a great run there. Uh, like you said, Mark, 
There is a ton of talent in here. You think about all the talent that's come through the Midwest Truck Series. I mean, you think back to Derek Krause, Luke Fenhouse, just to name two. Um, you know, you think uh, Tristan Swanson could maybe be that next one. Uh, AJ Krieger runs quite well, and there's a there's a ton of others as well. You know, we even see Natalie Decker. She was in town and had a wheel in her hand this weekend. So, yep, yep, good stuff. Uh, that Truck Series is a good uh, enhancement to uh, to the show that, uh, that that's run on dates absolutely also happening on saturday was the oktoberfest 200 qualifying where ty majeski takes the pole he had the option of doing a uh, challenge where you would start last place and if you win you would take home some extra cash it was initially announced that it would be around thirteen thousand or so that rose up to fifteen thousand by the end of the day yeah what, did, what was the word he said sold or uh, it was one word he said, and uh, he, tried, he took it, bang, another track record, uh, I think it was like a 4.9, 4.98 or something like that. Not as fast as what he did on the trickle, but still, still quite fast. Um, yeah, so he started in the back for $15,000 and tried to make that work. Speaking of Ty, he did make his way through the field there pretty, uh, you know, not quickly, but quick enough. Got up inside the top 10 there at that first competition caution there. And, uh, you know, we thought he was going to be able to... Then you get the strategies and all that and thinking he's going to be able to move forward a little bit. Well, the strategy played out where they stayed out uh, longer. Him, Johnny Sauter, Rich Bickle, and Matthew Henderson were all on that. Well, unfortunately, it goes green after that and... Ty just had an ill-handling car where he went a lap down. Johnny Sauter, he was in front of Ty at that point. He got back by Ty. He runs out of fuel, so that was going to end his chance to win. Bickle actually was moving forward, got back inside the top ten or just outside of it, passing cars with uh, fresher tires on. That was impressive. That strategy was the whole race, dude. And uh, if Akasha would have flew inside there, them five guys that didn't take tires there, they would have come out smelling like a rose but the caution never came out and uh, Ty ended up going a lap down but he got a lucky dog and then he ended up having to start all the way at the back of the longest line um, uh, if he would have been able to just be behind the lead cars he might have had a shot uh, but once again the, the, the cautions didn't come at the proper time for him to make that make that final push yeah, I thought it was going to be between three people when Ty got the lucky dog. It was either going to be Casey Johnson, who showed he had top two speed all day and was leading at that point, or Ty was going to come through the field on fresher tires and somehow get by Bickle, who was in front of him on fresher tires, but Bickle was the third person I was thinking of because he took fresher tires and started in front of Ty. You I thought remember was, in the beginning of that race, Dan Fredrickson was really stout. That car rotated so good when we were sitting over in, in turn four. And these guys were driving their left front tire in the dirt. There was like half of their tire was inside the rumble strip in the dirt. We asked Casey Johnson about it. He said, there's there's just a little bit of grip over there if you can, if you can just pinch the corner off into the dirt down there. Uh, unbelievable that they... <laughs> we're driving in the dirt to get out of turn four. Uh, Dan Fredrickson, all of a sudden, he must have had a tire going down. Eventually, 
he went into three and the tire finally, uh, I wouldn't say let go, but it, it just, he ended up doing a complete big power slide through three and four and uh, Levon Vandergeest uh, took his front end off, uh, Leon took his door off. Uh, he was able to continue, but uh, that definitely ended uh, Fredrickson's day and front end was uh, practically peeled off the car, so bummer for him. Yeah, and Dan Fredrickson, we talked to him after, uh, during the week, the whole weekend. Uh, he's always one to watch at, at lacrosse, and geez, uh, just super unfortunate for him. Like you said, he was rotating well early, fast, and also he had some kind of issue. I don't know if it was tire issue or if there was fluid leaking where it was on his tires and was just going away or something was breaking in the car, but he is consistently in the top three at Oktoberfest and one to watch. You know, I think back a few years ago about Dan, and he was diving about three car lengths deeper into turn three than anyone else. He's one to watch. You think about the Sauters one to watch. Obviously, Ty, Casey. Uh, there's The whole field is so stout there. Uh, but getting back to Dan, just an unfortunate ending to his day. Yeah, it was, it was a bummer. And, um, they looked like they were going to try to look at it and see if they could fix it, but the front end was just too far damaged, and that was that ended his day. You know? So yeah, That's the way it goes, man. Yeah, and unfortunately, like you said, Levon Vandergeese had nowhere to go as well. They ended up taking the door off that machine. Also, the car would come by, and you could, you know, see the whole thing there. There was there was no door. I think Jeff Storm was involved, Harry. Yep. I think he spun the miss there. Yeah. So, but anyway, when we got back going, you know, and Ty was last place, and he was picking a car off um, every lap. Um, he even he even went into turn one and did one of those. I seen him do that years ago, and went down in the apron of one and two lower than you could possibly go and he like picked three cars off in one corner he was uh definitely in a rush to get to the front um kind of looked at it and wondered if he had enough time but once again cautions didn't come out in the last 35 laps and he ran out and <laughs> he lost by 2.7 seconds and casey johnson was fast well deserved uh that car that car was hooked up and congratulations to that team right there yeah, absolutely, and you know, you think about Casey Johnson, uh, always a contender as well, as we just mentioned. Him and that Apex Motorsports team have really been performing at the right time here. It seems like they have a lot of momentum going. Yeah, for sure, you know, so yeah, Travis, Travis Dassel was on there, and he was pretty happy, you know, and still would like to see him run on Thursday and see if he could still <laughs> steer the thing, you know, like old times. It'd be like riding a bike, though, a couple laps and be right back in it. And, we know a few guys on that team, and yeah, congratulations to, to them. Well-deserved win, and uh, Casey Johnson gets his first Oktoberfest uh, win out there. Yeah, and congratulations also to Ty Majewski. I know second place wasn't the position that he wanted, but an unprecedented fifth ARCA Midwest Tour Championship. He practically won everything except the 15 dollars <laughs> that he missed out on, but yeah, he had a pretty super weekend. Hey, five championships, man. That's a, that's a pretty good feat right in itself. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, once again, congratulations to Casey Johnson, Apex Motorsports, and Ty Majeski. Uh, just uh, incredible people and uh, incredible job well done. Yep, absolutely. What a great weekend, though. I mean, the whole experience putting it together, caps, capped off by Casey Johnson winning. I mean, 
such an it, it's so hard to describe to someone about how fun the whole weekend is you get to mingle with race teams race fans there's concerts you get to see these drivers up close and personal ask them questions they're out there mingling with the fans uh, other fans you how many fans have we met mark that just through that Oktoberfest race weekend it's a super event it sure is you know we, it wasn't a complete it wasn't a complete weekend though dude because we didn't get our pork chop sandwich our delicious <laughs> pork chop sandwich and so now we got to go back next year because we failed to make the weekend complete buddy so bummer for us we got to go back again how about the 50-50 on Saturday night? That's always the big one, getting up uh, around $6,500 take home, I believe. 68, I think it was 68.80 that one night. Yeah. Uh, so people really pour into that and um, yeah, good stuff. Good crowd, good car counts, good everything. Super weekend, A plus, good job out there. Uh, congratulations to the McCarns too. Yep. You know, we see them, them two running around crazy, you know, trying to promote that racetrack. They are so busy to to make a uh, um, a super show, and we do appreciate it. And we thank them for letting them, uh, you know, do what they do best, man. They put on one heck of a show. Yeah, we can't thank them enough for allowing us to cover the event, all that they do for short track racing, racing in general. I mean, you think about all the things that they're involved in. I mean, uh, it's it's incredible. Thank you. Greg, Angie, all the McCarns family, all the track officials, all the track personnel, everyone that volunteers help out, helps out with the event. We can't do it without you. Also, Mark, before we start talking about the Winchester 400 weekend, we have to give a shout out to our sponsors as well. Thank you to Van Luther Racing, uh, Brian Luther, uh, incredible guy. We had a lot of fun with uh, Brian and Russ this weekend at the Winchester 400. Also, Dan Fredrickson's graphic and signs. Uh, thank you for pitching in to allow us to do a little bit more with this podcast. It is so much appreciated, and uh, it's been a lot of fun getting to know uh, those guys more as well. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we appreciate it, guys. And, uh, and uh, chin up this year, you know, and yeah, better things to look forward to next year, man. I'm already thinking about 2022, man. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to keep chugging along. Mark, like you said, to start the show, we are on our back, way back from the Winchester 400 weekend. What an incredible weekend it was. We got there on Thursday, didn't get to see the inside of the track, we're just parked off of turn two. Friday morning, we got to go in to see the track, and wow. Yeah, Thursday we drove through a lot of heavy weather. And then we got over to the eastern side of Indiana, and we knew that weather was coming. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it got us on, on Friday, and we couldn't get rid of the weather, so they actually put everything to Saturday. But uh, yeah, a little muddy in the parking lot and everything like that. But huh. wow, when you first walk up to the racetrack, first time you look at it, it reminds you of the old Hot Wheels, you know, with the Mattel Hot Wheels uh, racing track <laughs> with that kind of a bank. Uh, Wow, yeah, very, very intimidating turns that they have at that facility. Like you just said, unfortunately we got washed out on Friday. The good thing was, well, I can't even say we got washed out on Friday. We got to see a lot of cars go on the track. Unfortunately, the series that were supposed to have races got washed out. 
they pushed those back to Saturday morning. So it was a whole day of Saturday of racing. Started with the Vors Compact Tour Series. One of Wisconsin's own was down there, Kyle Stark. Unfortunately, he was one of the ones involved in an early incident there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, doesn't take much to have a problem on a facility like that, man. It, it's crazy, wicked fast, and it, things can go wrong really fast. Absolutely. Uh, Tom Gosser Jr. led, I want to say flag the flag, but it may not have been just that. But he started out front, and uh, he's one who races well everywhere he goes. Uh, we interviewed him after, and that outlaw zero car is a uh, rocket ship. You know, it's just like the Dash Series. Just like what we got up here, the Dash Series that runs at lacrosse and, and at other facilities. And uh, man, they scoot. They go around there. I think they're, some of their lap times are like 20 seconds on a half mile. So they're just absolutely flying around that place, man. Yeah, I think it was well under 20 seconds, actually. It was crazy. Um, amazing. Uh, John excuse me, Tom Gosser Jr. was also the champion for the Vors Compact Touring Series. Uh, then we also had the Pro Late models. They were supposed to run 100. They run 75 due to it being pushed Saturday morning. There was a big incident uh, after halfway. There was a caution that came out and unfortunate ending for um, the 23 car Van Meter, Billy Van Meter. Uh, he gets turned on the restart, collects Coughlin, and also Andrew Scheid. I think what happened on that restart, we were over in three and four, and Andrew Scheid got tucked underneath the Van Meter 23, and uh, that's just not good going down the, coming out of turn four there. Yep, turned them turned them all sideways, and they wadded them up in the court. Amazing that no more got involved with that wreck for the pictures that we saw from on the, on the Winchester site. Absolutely, Billy Van Meter was completely sideways, and there's not a lot of room on that front stretch there. So it is amazing that a lot more didn't get involved. Um, Ryan Luza ended up leading a few laps uh, there as well. He's a he's an iRacer and he's racing that Jet Motorsports number nine. That's a sharp looking car. But it was John Beach who was in the back saving all day. Almost went a lap down. Austin the car came to him. He passes those cars for the lead and takes it. We scratched our head and said, where did he come from? You know, and then we, we ran down by the text and we got an interview off of him, you know, and, and he gave us uh, uh, some information on how he did it. And yeah, he saved and he was, he was there at the end, man. He was the one to beat. Cody Coughlin ends up winning the championship there. Jack Smith was the second place car. Ryan Luza was the third place car. But Cody Coughlin takes the championship in the Jags CRA All-Star Series. Yeah, sharp looking car and uh, um, yeah, he dodged a bullet on uh, on their front end was uh, all taped up. It had a lot of duct tape on there, but they kept the thing going, man. And actually, he got booed a little bit. Uh, I know him and the 18 got together a little bit and all that, and there were some ruffled feathers down there in the pits, also up in the stands. Yeah, it's kind of nice when you stand on pit road. Also, oh my, they're booing this guy, you know. <laughs> but uh, like I said to you, you know. I'd rather hear he cheers or boos because that means you're actually doing something. You're relevant, you know. Once one, you ever hear announcements and then all of a sudden you hear crickets, you know, just like, oh boy, you know. And uh, 
that doesn't do very confidence for some drivers. But yeah, if they're booing for you, well, you're, you're relevant and you're doing something. Absolutely. Hey, and how about a shout out to Nick Egan, who was the other Wisconsin driver down there. He finishes sixth in the Jake CRIA All-Star event. Um, going into the afternoon session there, the street stocks, Jason Atkinson and Josh Poor had one heck of a battle there. Maybe some contact. Josh Poor tried to get back to him. There's a championship battle on the line there as well. But Josh Atkinson takes the win. Yeah, we were seeing in turn four. He took a swipe at him. You know, there was some contact early in the race. And, um, wow. <laughs> that was a good race. That was a dang good race, man. Absolutely. Uh, so tight there. And Atkinson able to pull away after that swipe that you said was taken there. You know, uh, I think he wanted to get to the back bumper, put it that way. Yeah, I think he wanted to rattle his cage. That's, <laughs> that's what he wanted to do, but he just missed. We were standing in four, and we watched him do that maneuver, and he just missed the back bumper. But, yeah, he wanted to just do a little payback and uh, make a race out of it. But all in all, that's, uh, that was a dandy of a race. The winner of the race, Jason Atkinson, also the champion there for the street stock division. Uh, modifieds, holy smokes, dude, are those crazy around there. Man, they, they are just something else, too. And don't, don't they sound really cool, too, when they're wide open like that? And, uh, and there was a ton of them. They had a lot of mods there for that race. Yeah, it almost reminded me of Five Flakes Speedway for the Snowball Derby, where they had almost as much modifieds in the B main as they did the A main. A lot of modifieds also at Winchester. Uh, they put on one heck of a show. Kyle Purvis sets a new track record. He also goes through the field. There's a few minor incidents, but he goes through the field and wins the race. Uh, no surprise there, really. Yeah, no surprise. Never nervous Purvis, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, the modified champ was Danny Jackson, uh, so he takes home the championship uh, there. The late model sportsman ended the night on Saturday. Another good race. Unfortunately, an incident on lap one. Yeah, we were over in turn one, and uh, yeah, there was some contact deep in the field there. Yeah, unfortunately, someone's day ended there. Actually, two people's day ended, but then it was pretty clean after that. Chris Shannon was a rocket all night long. There was a late incident later on in the race as well. Thankfully, everyone was okay, but Chris Shannon, your winner. Uh, Sharp-looking car, and that car was good all day and all night. Yeah, no spoilers on the back of those cars, man. And Boy, it's really amazing when you look and you can see the front left tire of how much wheel they put into that corner. And then all of a sudden when they are drive off, it would snap loose. And man, talk about, you You know, if you could look down. It's really unique there. When you're standing on the infield, you're actually two, about two, three feet above the apron on a, on a hill looking down at the apron. But the wall is still above you. So the, it, it kind of reminds you of the, the shots you see out of three and four at Daytona. You know, when they see them going by, it, it gives you the same kind of a, a view like that. And you can actually look down in the window of these guys through their window net, and these guys are working the wheel, man. <laughs> it was uh, tight, 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 and then all of a sudden, loose, and uh, there was a lot of guys that were, man, they had their front ends underneath their rear ends, and it's uh, just, 
controlled chaos is what that is and getting around there. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, the late model sportsman had the spoilers on the back, but the street stock did not. And uh, yeah, I mean, the whole whole Saturday day was wild. Lots of racing uh, craziness. And then you knew you were coming into the 400 the next day. And uh, holy smokes, 400 laps around that place. We were looking after Saturday, we we're like, they're gonna go 400 laps. Yeah, 400 laps, man. You think about, wow, that's that's like a long race, you know. Um, so we got there early in the morning. We were on pit road, you know, and they were, um, boy, the smells of the place and uh, the bright sunshine. We got uh, a cloudless day in the morning. A little crisp down there. It got a little cool in the morning, but uh, just a beautiful day for racing, man. Beautiful. It was cold Saturday night, uh, but it made up for it on Sunday. It got a little chilly there in the afternoon, but uh, couldn't ask for a better day. Start of the race, Chandler Smith got out to the lead quite early and just took off. He was in a whole different area code, man. That was uh, unbelievable how strong that car was early. Then the uh, competition caution comes out and the car dies. He has to go to pit. He has to get pushed to pit road. Unfortunate for that car. Even after they did the work to it to get it fixed up, he was still by far the fastest car on the track but he was 13 laps down 13 and then he was 12 and then he was 11 and as he was as fast as he was he kind of sat there and thought can he pull this off um that was 13 laps was way too much to overcome but he was he was so much faster um i'd say he was what a quarter second faster wouldn't you say um it seemed like it seemed like uh, he was passing the lead to the whole pack in about 40 laps. He was that fast. Yeah, he it was incredible there. It looked like the car went away a little bit near the end well, after he was laps down already, but um, just unbelievable quick. Actually, both of Donnie Wilson Motorsports cars were incredible. Sammy Smith then, after Chandler Smith went out, you know, there were some lead swaps and some strategy, but Sammy Smith appeared to be the second best all day long. Yeah, that's for sure. He was uh, he was uh, really well. Um, there was a little bit of comers and goers, uh, quite a strategy on there. There was only uh, four sets of tires that they had there, so they had to um, work it uh, to their strategy. Yeah, actually two sets of tires they were able to uh, do, and uh, yeah, that makes, uh, makes it tough. Well, yeah, pit strategy does make it tough, but uh, that's... Uh, that was all part of the game, and everybody had had already preset on what they were going to do during that race. Absolutely, and you know, uh, Stephen Nassi had some trouble throughout the race. He goes three laps down. Uh, Van Meter was a comer and goer there for a while. Uh, he lost power steering after about 23 laps. He said, "Unbelievable that you can go around that place without power steering." <laughs> yeah, he laughed when I said, "How's your arms?" I you wonder if it hurt if he could re reach up and shake my hand. Um, Steven Nassi, I, the way I understood it, they had a uh, right shock absorber. They threw the kitchen sink at that, and boy, he uh, got that uh, car back to life. At one time, he was three laps down, and uh, he ended up showing that he was really fast. Um, no quit attitude on that team, man. Yeah, absolutely. And you know about Steven Nassi there, he was able to get to two laps down past him. And then he just got by the leader when he was two laps down to make him one lap down. 
the caution falls and he was the only car a lap down so he actually almost got two laps back within a lap or two of each other that made him on the lead lap there coming to the end yeah it was a it was a war of attrition though a lot of front suspension parts were uh showing their um showing their colors there as a lot of uh competitors were dropping out because of front end uh suspension uh, failures Yep, you think about Kaden Lopsovich, who he had a front suspension issue. He was fast. He was going to be a major player. Dalton Armstrong broke while leading. Uh, that tire was pushed back and flopping all over the place. Yeah, that. Could, I don't know how he saved that uh, to have a tire that was just flopping around inside the wheel well. And uh, understand, what was it, a bro bolt broke um, inside there. So that, that ruined his day. Um, Corey Heim was fast. Uh, he faded at the back. Um, we had a nasty wreck, too, uh, with uh, Carson Hosebar. He was up front. He started third, and he started to fade. I don't know if he was saying he had a vibration, and he was just going to kind of wait it out and wait for the competition caution, and somehow he got turned, and, uh, and uh, one of them other competitors uh, we don't even know the number on it because there was um, there was a 98 that had his whole right side taken off, but the other one went upside down, flipped it upside down and slid down the hill and turned two. Um, I got a, we got a picture on our site that uh, that I took that when you looked at the front side, said, oh this isn't too bad, and then when I went, went around to the back side, that car was simply absolutely destroyed. It was just. Uh, I, I looked at it and I said to Lauren, doesn't that make you want to cry? <laughs> I mean, that was, that car didn't even look like a car. It was so damaged so bad. Yeah, it was the 83 of Crabtree. He also That's, ran the yep. Pro Late model race the night before. He went over onto his roof. Luckily, that thing didn't continue to roll. It just, it just slid down on its roof, which is bad enough. Um, but yeah, you look at one side of the car, it's okay. But the front, the rear, and that other side are completely destroyed. Uh, it could be worse. You yeah. know, that's what you got to think about. And uh, oh my, going back towards the end. So Stephen Assey on the lead lap at this point. Sammy Smith was the only t driver with tires in the pits. He puts it on. He was coming through the field. They take the white flag with Jack Smith leading. You know this was going to be a popular win. Jack Smith gets loose out of two. Contact is made. And around in turn three, Jack Smith goes hard into the wall. You think Sammy Smith is either going to be the winner or the person behind him at that point was, but they decided to go with a green-white checker. I'll tell you what, man, there's a lot of opinions of what happened on that on this. Um, I've seen and heard a lot of opinions about it. Um, racing deal, um, saw helicopter cam from the Winchester Speedway. Um, Facebook page saw it there um, we didn't know what we were going to expect you know they they got this inside building inside uh, the racetrack and we could see that they were driving each other towards the infield and I thought we were going to have one another one of these Kill Yarbrough, Donnie Allison, Daytona kind of deals like if they go into the grass and just go right straight plow to turn three wall you know, it was uh, that was a scary incident. Just like, what's going to happen here? But Jack Smith, oh, he hit driver's side first, uh, and we kind of had to wait it out that he uh, uh, that he was okay. Uh, yeah, he was a little bit irritated. He came down on 
came down and, uh, well, he got on the intercom and he said all kinds of things. You could definitely tell he was uh, agitated. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Sammy Smith had damage of it. They were going to the green-white checker. Then the word comes down that he's going to have to go to the back of the field. So they come down pit road, and to me, that's what saved their race because if he's leading, doesn't get penalized, I don't think he wins that race, but they're able to fix the car. He comes back on. He has to start fourth because there's only four on the lead lap. There was seven or so running at that point, and he's able to start on the high side, which is also key, and Garcia gets into the marbles. Jake Garcia gets into the marbles in turn one, drags the wall a little bit, doesn't throw any debris or anything, so there's no caution. Sammy Smith flies on by, and he takes the win. Uh, what a race. Yeah, I was hollering, where's the caution, you know? And uh, I, I thought that he stopped down on the inside, but uh, um, there was just so much going on, and the crowd was going crazy, and arms were flailing, and, and uh, Sammy Smith came around and, and won that race. Man, that is a hard-fought 400 laps, dude. And it's, it's hard on the equipment there, and, and, and it takes quite some time to finish that race. So um, uh, what an event, 50th annual. And yeah, congratulations to Sammy Smith and that team. Wow, what a race. Yeah, uh, 50th annual, obviously one of the uh, gems of the sport down there in Winchester. Uh, my opinion on it is it was a racing deal between Jack Smith and Sammy Smith. If I was Jack Smith, I'd probably be angry. If I was Sammy Smith, I would say it's a racing deal. I think Jack Smith will also realize it's a racing deal, but it's a crown jewel, and you're going to be up upset about it either, either way. Um, I personally think it was a racing deal. Uh, how about Steven Nassi? He comes back to finish second there. He even spun on the front stretch after getting a lap back. He spins... Uh, able to still finish second. Eddie Van Meter, he always runs good there. Uh, maybe a little underfunded than most, but he finishes in the top three. He had a chance to win a few years ago when uh, him and Travis Braden had a great battle as well. And Jake Garcia, after he dragged the wall, you thought he stopped there, like you said, but he actually did finish the race. He finished fourth. Um, yeah, what a, another bucket list item. I mean, you have to go to this. It's incredible. And you mentioned it's hard on equipment. It's hard on drivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could definitely tell that they had four hundred laps at that place. Just crazy. Best way to describe that place is you take the turns of Slinger and make them twice as wide, you know, lengthwise, and then you take the uh, the uh, straightaways and double them, and that would be the equivalent of Winchester. Um, we, we climbed the wall, there was an autograph session, and we decided to walk down into the, the turn against the wall, and when you're up on top of that wall, oh my, <laughs> you're, it's like you're standing, you know, they say what, 36, 38 degree banking, it is crazy, um, all the way down to the apron. Definitely a self-cleaning racetrack, how's that so? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and how about a shout out to Dusty Williams? He wrecked two or three times. He wrecked and he dragged the wall in practice. Brian Luther, we were just talking about, we went with him and Russ. He got to talk to Dusty a little bit. Um, I even heard on Sammy Smith's radio that they were giving a shout-out to Dusty. They must have some ties there. He finishes fifth. Uh, great job by him and that crew as well. That car was, that car was used up. There was a big chunk missing out of the right fender on it. And um, the wheel, <laughs> wheel wells, that, that car looked used up, but yeah, he got a fifth place. Um, 
You know, only 22 cars started that race, which is a little bit of a concern. Um, and, you know, there was only like, what, seven or eight finished. Um, um, it's kind of concerning to have such a low car count. Understand that it's the end of the year and we know budgets are um, budgets are at the end of the year. And um, I don't know, but what we had there and what the whole uh, weekend that was all well worth going there. So yeah, if you're if you're in town next year, you should stop by there. You would be amazed of what goes on there at Winchester. No doubt about it. And uh, yeah, it's a little concerning. You know, they would normally start 24, so there was 22 there. So during the race, I don't think it was as noticeable. But usually, you would think you would have some kind of last chance or something to get into the race. So that was probably the most noticeable part about it. Um, you know, the other thing about it is, was it just this year, even though it was 50th annual, there's a shortage on parts and tires. Was it just this year that it was down? Is that why it is? So there's a couple of factors that you have to consider into it. Uh, hopefully it continues to grow because it is an unbelievable event. We will get back there at some point. There's some other things that now have moved to the top of the line. Uh, but uh, what a great job by Bob Dillner. And everyone involved with it. I mean, man, it, uh, you walked into the place and you got goosebumps right away. And it was a special weekend. I'm glad we went. It was three years in the making when I looked at you and said, hey, we did the 50th annual snowball. We need to do the 50th annual Winchester. Three years in the making. And uh, it was every bit of uh, great for us. Yeah, they, they tried to really help with the fans. It got really muddy out and people were getting stuck and they, they were actually taking vehicles off and, and pulling them back to the campsite and then they go out and go get the camper and go drag that into the camp campground. Um, it finally dried up when we got out of there this morning. It was starting to look better. Uh, we had like three inches of rain and uh, um, yeah, there was golf carts getting stuck there and four-wheelers and big campers and a lot of people struggled. and. And they came across and said that they knew that fans were frustrated and they were going to work with everybody to make sure everybody was safe to get in and out of there. And uh, I think they did a heck of a job um, with what they had there. Um, we see some places that there could be some improvements of maybe some gravel road in the pits. You know, they parked the four-wheelers um, and they were kind of in the muddy section of the pits. And when they came out, um, you swear you were at a dirt dirt track <laughs> because the cars were so muddy and so we kind of sat there and these, they come out with these a uh, couple buckets of water and they were sitting there and they were washing their vehicles down and trying to make them look pretty you know we all know a clean race car goes through the air a lot better but uh, yeah they're out there trying to shine up their cars and, and try to get all the mud and dirt off them but uh, yeah all in all with the weather that just kind of threw them a curveball but they did a heck of a job to make it a successful event. Absolutely. Uh, also, before we end this, uh, congratulations to uh, Billy Hudson, who was the late model sportsman champ, and also the ARCA CRA Super Series champ, Hunter Jack. Uh, he had a good battle with Cody Coughlin. Unfortunately, Cody wasn't able to finish the race, so Hunter Jack, your champion there. Uh, great seasons by everyone. Uh, again, super event. Get to it. You'll uh, never forget it. You walk in a place and you will your jaw will just drop. And uh, yep, great job by everyone involved with Winchester Speedway. Like I said, we're looking forward to getting back. 
maybe in a few years or something like that after we hit some other bucket list items and uh, I'm just glad we were able to, to go this year everything worked out great and uh, man uh, Halloween coming up next Mark uh, here at the Dells uh, I'm 50-50 on going I know you're gonna go uh, Rich Bickle's last race in Wisconsin um, and then after that I think uh, Governor's Cup and Snowball Derby and that's gonna end the 2021 season. Yeah, Nashville. A lot of them guys that yeah, we talked to yesterday yeah. are going to the All American 400. Yep. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna keep an eye on that situation and see uh, what kind of car count they got there and what kind of uh, weekend they have down there. If it uh, looks successful, uh, just like it was this last weekend, I, you know, Nashville. I got rained out down there a couple years ago. That place owes me a race, <laughs> so I'm gonna go down there. But I'm going to pay attention to what's going on in Nashville. But yeah, this weekend is the Dells. I saw the entry list here yesterday, and I believe I saw 39, 39 entries of uh, some all heavy hitters that are going to be there. Uh, the Dells puts out one of the best shows. Uh, it's worth going there. I saw a 5% chance of rain and a high of 51. So wear your woolies and uh, and maybe. More hot chocolate and less beer, huh, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, uh, thanks as always, Mark, for joining on here. Thank you to everyone for listening and your support. It was a fantastic weekend once again. And, uh, hey, we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you later. This has been a production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.